Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the Northern Kingdom as we pick up in Ezra, chapter 4, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Uh, They refused to accept their help. Now, these are the same people that in the time of Christ were called the Samaritans. And the Jews would not have any dealings even after they returned. They, they would not have any dealings. 400 years later when, when the Christ came, they still would not have any dealings with the Samaritans. And you remember when Jesus met the woman of Samaria at the well and said, would you give me a drink of water? She said, how come you're asking me for a drink? You're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. The Jews don't have dealings with the Samaritans. It is true. The Jews would usually, uh, when they were coming to the feast from Galilee, go clear on down to the Jordan River and come all the way along the Jordan River and then come up from Jericho rather than take the shorter route directly through Samaria because they just didn't like to be around the Samaritans. There was a lot of bad blood between the two. Now, the Holy Spirit came upon the church and in one of the early persecutions, the church was sort of scattered And Jesus had said to his disciples, when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So in the persecution, as the church was scattered, Philip went up to Samaria and began to preach Christ to the Samaritans. And many believed and were baptized when they saw the miracles that were wrought through the hands of Now, when the church in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had also received the gospel, they sent unto them Peter and John, for as yet the Holy Spirit had not come upon them. And when they came, they laid hands on them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. And that's when Simon said, hey, I'd like to buy this power that whoever I lay my hands on, they would receive too. And Peter said, your money perish with you because you think that the gifts of God can be bought with money. And told him to pray that God would forgive him uh, the bitterness, the gall that was in his heart. So the Samaritans received the gospel, a great revival. Now, there are still Samaritans still living. They're almost extinct. They still live in the area of Nablus, which is at the, in the valley at the base of Mount Ebel and Mount Gerizim. And they still believe that Mount Gerizim is the place where God should be worshipped. You remember the woman by the well said to Jesus when she realized that he was a prophet, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers say that we are to worship God in this mountain, Gerizim, right above them there, for they were at Shechem, or, which is a present-day Nablus in that area. Our Fathers tell us we're to worship God in this mountain, Gerizim. You say in Jerusalem. Where is God to be worshipped? And so they still today have an annual Passover sacrifice. And they sacrifice a lamb at the top of Mount Gerizim. They are called the Samaritans, and they are pretty much imbecilic. 
they're pretty much imbeciles now because of the close crossbreeding. They won't marry outside, and so their numbers continue to reduce, and uh, they, they have just a lot of idiocy among them uh, because of this cross, close crossbreeding. So these were the people. They came to Joshua and Zerubbabel, and they said, hey, we will help you because we worship your God too. We'll help you build this temple. And they consulted together, and they said, nope, we don't want your help. Well, their help being spurned, then they turned against them and did their best to defeat their purposes of rebuilding. They started really hassling them and hindering in every opportunity. So they hired attorneys to frustrate their purposes, to file injunctions or get the court to file injunctions, make them have an EIR report and all this kind of junk, you know, to just frustrate their building efforts. So they sought to frustrate the purposes all of the days of Cyrus, the king of Persia, even until the time that Darius took over the throne. So in the reign of Ahasuerus, who is the Cambyses of secular history, at the beginning of his reign, they wrote to him an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. And in the days of Ahasuerus, Artaxerxes, who is also the Horatius of the previous verse, Cambyses of the secular history, they wrote him a letter in the Syrian tongue, and they said, Artaxerxes the king, thy servants, the men on this side of the river, and at such a time be it known to the king that the Jews which came up from thee to us are come to Jerusalem. They are building the rebellious and bad city. They have set up the walls, and they've joined the foundations. And be it known now to the king that if this city is built and the walls are set up again, then they will not pay their toll or their taxes or customs so that you will be endangered in receiving revenue. Now, because we have maintenance, we're from the king's palace, and it was not meet for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we have sent and certified to the king these things. And we suggest that you search the book of records and you will find in the book of records and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful unto kings and provinces and that they have moved sedition within the same in old times for this cause the city was destroyed. And we certify the king that if this city be built again and the walls are set up by the means, thou shalt have no portion on this side of the river. Then sent the king an answer to Rehum, the chancellor, and to Shimshai, the scribe, and to the rest of the companions that dwell in Samaria, and unto the rest that are beyond the river. Peace, and at such a time, the letter which you sent to us has been plainly read before me. And I have commanded and searched that, and the search has been made, and it is found that the city of old time has made insurrection against kings, and that rebellion and sedition have been made therein. There have been mighty kings also over Jerusalem, which have ruled over all the countries beyond the river, and toll and tribute and custom was paid to them. Give ye now commandment to cause these men to cease, that this city not be built, 
until another commandment shall be given from me. Take heed now that you fail not to do this, for why should damage grow to the hurt of the kings? And so the copy of the letter of Artaxerxes was read to the uh, Rehum and to his companions. They went up in haste to Jerusalem to the Jews, and they made them to cease by force and power, then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased under the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. So during the time of Cambyses, the Artaxerxes, the work was stopped, a period of perhaps 10 years or so. They had started, they laid the foundation, they were building, and they got this order to cease and desist. So they, they stopped the building, and in stopping the building, they got then involved in their own houses and fixing up their own places, and they started fixing up their houses very nice, and they just forgot and left desolate the house of the Lord. And so if you will read Haggai chapter 1, he is crying out against the people for their forsaking the house of the Lord. Is it time for you, O Israel, to dwell in your sealed houses while the house of the Lord lies desolate? Behold, take a look at things. Because you have sowed much, but you're gathering little. It seems like your pockets have holes in them. You can't keep your money. And, and you're always broke, and, and you never have enough. And the reason is, is that you've been spending everything for yourself, and you've just been letting God's house go desolate. And so Haggai is encouraging the people, let's get back and let's start building the temple once again. So it tells us here in chapter 5, the prophet Haggai and the prophet Zechariah. They prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel. Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, and Joshua, and they began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, and with them were the prophets of God helping them. Now in the first effort, it, were the, it was the priests that were doing the work. And now Haggai and Zechariah, the prophets, have pitched in, and they are helping them to rebuild the house of God. And at the same time, there came to them Tatnai, who was the governor on that side of the river, and Shetherbonzani and their companions, and they said unto them, who commanded you to build this house and to make this wall? And they said, or they said to them, what are the names of you men, you know, that are making this building? So the guys came up, you know, like building inspectors, a lot of threat. Who commanded you to build it? What are your names, fellows? You know, and uh, started to give them a bad time. But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews that they could not cause them to cease till the matter came to Darius. And so they returned answer by letter concerning this matter and the copy of the letter that Tatnai the governor sent to Darius the king. They sent the letter unto him wherein was written, unto Darius the king all peace. Now remember, this is the Darius who loved Daniel. Daniel sat with him many times, had long conversations about God and the power of God. And, and Daniel, a man of such wisdom and such fellowship with God, no doubt Darius was, well, he was. The scripture tells us, extremely impressed by Daniel, loved him. So Darius gets this letter. God moved Ahasuerus out of the way. 
and put Darius on the throne now. And uh, it said, Be it known unto the king, we went to the province of Judea, to the house of the great God, which is built with great stones. The timber is laid in the walls, and this work is going on fast, and it is prospering in their hands. So we asked those elders and said unto them, Who commanded you to build this house and to make up these walls? And we asked their names also in order that we could certify to you that we might write the names of the men that were chief among them. And thus they returned us an answer, saying, We are the servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we build the house that was builded these many years ago, which the great king of Israel builded and set up. But after that our fathers had provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them to the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed the house and carried the people away to Babylon. But in the first year of Cyrus, the king of Babylon, the same king Cyrus, made a decree to build this house of God, and the vessels also of gold and silver of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took out of the temple that was in Jerusalem and brought to the temple of Babylon. Those did Cyrus the king take out of the temple of Babylon and were delivered unto one whose name was Sheshbazar, and he made, had been made governor. And he said unto him, Take these vessels, go carry them to the temple that is in Jerusalem, and let the house of God be built in this place. It says, now if it seems good to the king, search and see if Cy Cyrus did make such an order. And, and uh, you know, let us know quickly so that we can put a stop to what's going on or let us know the king's pleasure in this matter. So Darius the king made a decree and search was made in the house of the rolls uh, where the treasures were laid up in Babylon. And they found at Akmetha, in the palace that is in the province of the Medes, a roll, and there was the record written. In the first year of Cyrus, the king, uh, the same Cyrus the king made a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be built, and the place where they offered sacrifices, the foundations be strongly laid. The height of it will be 90 feet, and the breadth of it 90 feet. With three rows of great stones and a row of new timber, so let the expenses be given out of the king's house. And let the golden and silver vessels which were in the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took forth out of the temple, which is Jerusalem, and brought to Babylon, let them be restored again to the temple that is in Jerusalem, everyone to his place. Now therefore, Tatnai the governor beyond the river. Now uh, he, he searched, he found this in the record. So he writes back to Tatnai, and he said, You and your companions, let the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews, the elders of the Jews, build this house of God in his place. Moreover, I make a decree that what ye shall do to the elders of these Jews for the building of the house of God, that of the king's goods, even of the taxes that you collect on that side of the river, and the expenses be given to these men that they may not be hindered. So these guys were trying to stop them, but instead they were ordered to give part of the taxes to them to help them. And that which they may need, both young bullocks and rams and lambs for their burnt offerings for the God of heaven, wheat and salt and wine and oil, let it be given to them every day without fail that they may offer sacrifices of sweet savors unto the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and for his sons. And I have made a decree that whosoever shall alter this word, let timber be pulled down from his house and being set up, let him be hanged thereon, and let his house be made a dunghill for this. In other words, anybody tries to hinder them, tear down his house and take the timbers of his house, make a gallows and hang the guy on the gallows. Now, 
You remember in the book of Esther how Haman sought to destroy the people of God and he was hanged on a gallows that he had built in his backyard. So hanging was a form of capital punishment during that period of time. But rather than thwarting now the building of God, uh, Darius, no doubt because of Daniel's influence, ordered that they help them, that they give them expense monies, that they uh, give them animals to sacrifice and pray for Darius, the king, as they are praying there before God. Let it be done with speed. And so the elders of the Jews built and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai and Zechariah. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel and according to the commandment of Cyrus and Darius. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, which is the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. And the children of Israel, the priests, the Levites, and the rest of the children of the captivity kept the dedication of this house of God with joy. And they offered at the dedication of the house of God a hundred bullocks, two hundred rams, four hundred lambs for a sin offering for all of Israel, twelve he-goats according to the number of the tribes of Israel. And they set the priests in their divisions, the Levites in their courses for the service of God, which is at Jerusalem. And the children of the captivity kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. For the priests and the Levites were purified together. All of them were pure and killed the Passover for all the children of the captivity and for their brethren, the priest, and for themselves. And the children of Israel, which were come again out of captivity, and all that had separated themselves unto them from the filthiness of the heathen of the land to seek the Lord God of Israel, did eat, and they kept the feast of unleavened bread for seven days with joy, for the Lord had made them joyful and turned their heart of the king of Assyria unto them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. Now after these things, in the reign of Artaxerxes, who is longinimous of the secular history, Ezra went up from Babylon, and he was a ready scribe in the law of Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given, and the king granted him all of his requests according to the hand of the Lord his God upon him. And there went up some of the children of Israel and the priests, the Levites, and the singers, and the porters, and the Nethanims unto Jerusalem in the seventh year of Artaxerxes the king. And he came to Jerusalem in the fifth month, which was in the seventh year of the king, for upon the first day of the first month began he to go from Babylon to the first day of the fifth month. He came to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach Israel statutes and judgments. So Ezra was called a ready scribe. He had sought his heart to seek God. And Artaxerxes had given to him permission to come on back with another contingency of men, about 1,754, plus their, their little ones and uh, their wives, their subs, uh, all their substance. So uh, this is now the, the second return. It's a small one under Ezra uh, coming back to Jerusalem. A favorite phrase, and of course now we get into chapter 7, we get into uh, this, is, this is 80 years approximately after the first people had come. So the people, of course, had been in the land, those that first returned, they'd been out there for about 80 years uh, when Ezra comes on the scene and he evidently has favor with the king. He is granted permission 
to go back in order that he might teach and instruct the people in the ways of the law of God. A popular phrase with Ezra is the good hand of God upon him. Now, Artaxerxes gave Ezra the priest a, a decree. Verse 12, Artaxerxes, king of kings, unto Ezra the priest, a scribe of the law of God of heaven, perfect peace at such a time. I make a decree that all they of the people of Israel and of his priests and Levites in my realm, which are minded of their own free will to go up to Jerusalem, go with you. For as much as you are sent of the king and of his seven counselors to inquire concerning Judah and Jerusalem according to the law of thy God, which is in your hand, and to carry the silver and the gold which the king and his counselors have freely offered unto the God of Israel, whose habitation is in Jerusalem. And all the silver and the gold that you can find in all the provinces of Babylon with the freewill offering of the people, and all the priests offer willingly for the house of their God, which is in Jerusalem, that you may buy speedily with this money the bullocks and the rams, lambs and their meal offerings, their drink offerings, and offer them on the altar of the house of your God, which is in Jerusalem, and whatsoever shall seem good to thee and to your brothers, do with the rest of the silver and gold after the will of your God. And so the vessels also that are given thee for the service of the house of God, those deliver before the God of Jerusalem. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse -verse Bible study in the book of Ezra on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Ezra 4 through 7 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of The Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse -verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you through the power of his love, through Jesus Christ. And may you this week be obedient unto the voice of God as he calls to your heart for that work that he would have you to accomplish for his glory in Jesus' name. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. I have a question for you. How would you like to go from Genesis to Revelation in one year using a daily Bible devotional? 
And what if this devotional was written by Pastor Chuck? Then I've got great news. Be one of the many thousands of readers who have enjoyed reading Wisdom for Today, a daily devotional that speaks volumes of wisdom to apply to your everyday life. Come alongside Pastor Chuck as he takes you on a journey from Genesis to Revelation, providing God's truth to answer your questions and discover how this might very well become your most beloved and cherished devotional ever. To order your copy of Wisdom for Today, a leather hardback, for yourself or for a loved one, please call The Word for Today at 1-800-272-9673 or visit us online for more information and to read a preview at thewordfortoday.org.